Yeah, it is the Supercoach Professionals podcast. You know, the theme song goes a little bit less this time around. Uh, Ryan MS back with us this week after having last week off. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Recovering um, from Friday's weird game, but um, all good. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, when um, the ref's boss comes out and says, yeah, we got it wrong, I mean, it doesn't really change much, but at least it makes you think, well, we're trying to be accountable. Apparently, Ashley Klein's been dropped to the pocket referee. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to tell you what, there's been a few media outlets that are just deciding to just hammer into the NRL quite unfairly this this week, so I'm not going to join the chorus. I think enough's enough. There's plenty of good footy out there, and let's talk some football. Let's talk on-field stuff rather than you know, opinions and, and difference of opinions because I tell you what, most of the things people just don't agree on anyway. It's not these things aren't obvious. A lot of these things, even that decision, you know, it's not a hundred percent. It's just um, you feel a bit of a bitter taste that it, that it went down that that way. Um, so let's get into it. Um, I am Paul Paulie G, of course, and. We're going to start with the injuries. Pat Lyons from Could You Bear Health and Injury Care has um, there's been a lot of injuries, so he's been kind enough to send us through an email in regards to these. Nathan Cleary, look, usually in regards to ACL as opposed to MCL, you're saying, well, the ACL, you're gone for the year. The MCL, far less serious, you might only be out a month. The problem is he's done a grade three. Now, there's talk out there that he could get back in as little as six weeks, although it's 10 weeks sort of the um, general um, consensus. Um, Pat's saying six weeks, very optimistic. He's assuming that there's surgery, so then he's saying 10 weeks minimum, and obviously if he is back earlier than that, he's nursing it along. At his cost, Ryan, you can't keep him if you own him. You have to move on and use that cash. I mean, there's a guy we're going to talk a lot about through this show, Gareth Widdop. You can probably use that cash to upgrade <laughs> upgrade there. Um, but clearly, I mean, out that long, it's it's pretty much you've got to move on. Yeah, um, there's no ifs or buts. You just have to. Uh, and, yeah, there are there is the guy that he mentioned um, going bananas at the moment. Um, and with, yeah, with his fixtures... Uh, you know, versing who they've got, a, who they've got, got uh, Dragons, uh, Widdop is a good choice. Yeah, you've got to use that Dominator. Um, it's on the app because that's going to let you know what's coming up because it might have helped you making decisions last week. I know I'm kicking myself. I didn't use it a bit bit more, but uh, I think we all are because Widdop, as good as we knew he was going, I think just the stark um, difference between what most of the halves did what he did was remarkable. We'll get to that. Um, more halves issues, and a lot of people own this guy, Connor Watson. He's likely to be out about 12 weeks with surgery required on an injured shoulder. Um, Pat's said, when you're doing shoulder stabilisation surgery, it makes them pretty tentative on returning to play. So he's saying 12 weeks is about right. Once again, Ryan, owning Watson, you've got to, you've got to move on. I mean, you could 
he's not as expensive as Cleary, so maybe if you're really stuck this week, you could just put him on your bench for a week. But there's no point keeping him there much longer. No, that's right. Um, with yeah, ten to twelve weeks, that's that's far too long to <laughs> just to have a guy like that sitting there. Um, yeah, he's not that expensive, but it's still money that's doing nothing for you. Yeah. At, that, at this stage, you, you want to be utilising most, if not all, of your roster. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr. out with a hamstring injury. Corey Oates out with a hip flexor. Now, Pangai's the big one, high ownership again, or moving into. Some people would have brought him in last week. Some people eyeing him off for this week might have got lucky. Look, it's only a week or two that, they've been, um, that they're saying they're going to be out for. Pat thinks that's about on the money for both of them, two weeks. So Pangai at this stage can still be a hold. Obviously, you don't need to go out and get him if you um, don't own him. In fact, probably recommending because of that low score due to coming off early. Um, you're wanting to sort of see that go through the rotation of your three-round um, rolling average. So you're probably not even bringing him back the first week he's named um, for that reason, which is great because if he's named and doesn't play um, in a couple of weeks, you're not then stuck with a, with a guy that you've got to then put back on your bench because we want to get see him get a higher score and try to knock that 29 out. So probably waiting a couple of weeks even after he comes back. Um, Jared Hayne, look, another hip flexor injury. Really didn't get much more out other than what Andy Raymond said on the night. So Pat's sort of saying, look, not a lot to go on. The estimate's two to four weeks. He's saying that's probably fair enough. Um, it remains to be seen how Parramatta go without him. They did very well without him last year, of course. So I guess it's more about that than Hayne, the player himself from a supercoach perspective. Another guy who hasn't been big SC-wise, but certainly bringing up other players in his team is Benji Marshall. He's also um, suffering an injury, rupturing two ankle ligaments last week. Now, it's a long turnaround. Um, going to the Monday, not, Monday Easter Monday game, um, this week, from Friday night last week. Um, it should be a week or two, but they're saying he's going to play. He's been named, Ryan. Um, Pat's saying he'll just be a bit of a passenger, um, standing, passing, kicking, but realistically he hasn't done much different in the first games anyway. So, yeah, probably probably not much to see here. And again, your outside backs like Thompson, Nofaluma Masters, still probably going to pump out some decent SC points, I'd imagine. Yeah, they're going to have to... Um especially uh, if Benji is limited um, just to those, you know, basically basic functions of a footballer um, without the running. So, yeah, it's – he'll probably – if he can play, if he's close, he will play. And um, the 10-day turnaround um, will help him out there. Uh, as for the outside backs, yeah, they're going to have to um, take up some of the, some of the slack. Dayden Caesar's got a back injury. He has been named – but interestingly enough, Blake Austin um, actually not named, which is a bit of a spoiler alert for when we get to the teams. But the reason why Aiden Caesar's on our medical uh, or injuries list, obviously, is, is, is looking for more game time for Sevilla Havili. And the reality is with um, Havili is he's playing really well. Great points per minute. Stewart didn't even bring him back in the second half. It was a great matchup against the Warriors. His old club, um, I certainly had, had him... Um, in my 17 this week, the first time so far this season, um, looking at that matchup, and while the score wasn't too bad thanks to that try, I mean, it could have been a lot better if he'd played more than 27 minutes. Um, should get more than that this week. Hingano's been named on the on the bench, obviously, with Caesar potentially with this back injury. Austin might end up coming in and playing, 
but in the halves and then Hingano spelling Havili should get more minutes. Soliola for the Raiders also got an issue with the ankle. Um, Pat saying, look, it's too hard to sort of really say too much based upon that information, but he has been named and probably not making too much difference unless Tarpany comes into the edge. Elliot Whitehead, who's been one of the good performers super coach wise but really making all these points on the right edge like we saw a couple of years ago. He sort of dipped off the radar last year playing more middle third back into the right edge. So we'll have to just keep a little eye out for that because if Soliol is out and Whitehead ends up going back to the middle, probably impacts his super coach upside. Um, and that all is for Pat Lyons Coogee Health and Injury Care. And, of course, you can go visit Pat if you live in the eastern suburbs region of Sydney. Um, I really thoroughly recommend it, not just sporting injuries, back and neck as well. And, of course, go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Get that 20% discount, well worth it, for your first visit. Thanks very much to Pat for that. That is some really good information. As we've seen in the last few years, you know, knowing some of these um, injury t- turnarounds can be a big uh, help to your Supercoach lineup. Let's go on to the best for round three. Gareth Widdop, outstanding, as we mentioned earlier, 173 um, points. We're going to talk about him a bit later because the projections are continuing to rise for him. Um, Robert Jennings, 147. Um, Souths, look, what we're seeing, Ryan, I think is a little bit of Manly at home versus Manly away. Last year, Manly's... Um, Outside backs playing against Manly did very, very well. They were good to target. Potentially it's happening here again, not just Jennings, but Johnston and Kenner are also having good days out. But Jennings outstanding, 147. Is it a case that Manly away might you know, might be a bit two-faced as opposed to Manly at home this year, do you think? Yeah, I think that might be the case, especially with uh, what's happened um, to them off the field this week. So there could be you know a bit of that kind of uncertainty around the club but you saw it you saw it with the with the rabbits um if they're home i think manly are going to be pretty hot if they're away i think they're going to cool off significantly <laughs> matt dufty 126 and tim laffey 119 two more guys from the st george game and what we've said in the past seems to be coming to fruition yet again with fullbacks halves and hookers although not so much in this case but they always seem to do well against the Gold Coast. And, Ryan, I can only attribute it to the, the speed of the ruck. It just seems like the Gold, the Gold Coast Titans can't um, dominate that ruck as much as the other 15 clubs can and it allows hookers, halves to run through um, around that ruck area and and, um, and fullbacks to really shine. And Matt Dufty, we knew at the start of the year what he was capable of. It took us a bit longer than we wanted to see it, but now you realise why we had him as sort of a top five fullback going into the season. Yeah, um, you had Widdop and Hunt combining, um, playing both sides of the rock um, and, yeah, cutting them up at will. And that was on, you know, nine times out of ten, it was on the back of a quick play of the ball. Um, and there was a lot of those, uh, the forwards, you know, getting getting quick play of the balls, just getting one pass off the ruck and that was shot to bits. Um, so that could be something to look at throughout the year um, when... Your yeah. players are up against the Titans. Anthony Milford would probably be the one to target this week. Look, if you own him and he's due to lose a lot of money, you're probably almost thinking of trading him out. We're going to get to trade strategy in a little bit. But, um, yeah, this could be a good game for him. You could even take a risk and give him the C. Um, certainly if you've got a VC option earlier in the round as well. Um, 
a guy that maybe the predictor and the dominator that we like so much didn't as much see coming because Penrith are usually good against fullbacks, but not in this case, was Moses Embai, 115 points. He just, talk about cutting teams to ribbons, Ryan, he cut Penrith to shreds. He looks so good playing in that extra space that he has at fullback and his kick returns are so dynamic too. Yeah, his kick returns were amazing. He just uh, made the first first couple of people miss every t- every single time. Uh, just untouchable um, at the back, and yeah, and then he um, parlayed it into some, um, uh, you know, good good chiming into the back line and um, scored a scored a try. Um, yeah, you got and two. Then, yeah. Um, the thing with Embi, and I should mention this for our <laughs> listeners: if anyone dabbles in Moneyball, plays it, plays daily leagues. We've got that extra um, article up each week, monetizing Moneyball, and we look at the um, game scripts as well. And Moses Embi was on our game script with Josh Morris, a few other Bulldogs, saying, well, look, the Bulldogs have lost two in a row. Maybe they'll come back and have a win. You play the Friday night slate, you go heavy on dogs players. GPP, that's where it really is works in your favour, where first place gets a nice big payout and you're trying to get some point of difference players in. We knew the Tigers-Brisbane game would be low scoring, so targeting that match, throw in a couple of teams, one Penrith go large, one Canterbury go large, as you would have read on the article. And, you know, what do you know, my own moniker, Pooley G Sports, took it out fairly comfortably too. So first place, you know, that can keep you going for a while there. So it's not just about the predictor and the dominator, although they're very useful features of the app. Read those articles too, particularly if you play Moneyball, because you've made your <laughs> money back. <laughs> you one one read, and you know the cost of the app's done. So if you haven't got the app yet, and you're thinking, well, the season's already started, fear not, because it's so much information that can really help you. www.supercatchpros.com. Go buy that app. I'll say another thing for um, us last week, and the, and the and the articles there with the blog um, for the previews, Cohen Hess 114. Now, we said due to what we'd seen the week before, Cohen Hess was likely to play 80 once he was named on the right edge. It did occur that way. I think it's taken a few experts and pundits by surprise, but certainly when we saw Lowe replaced early, um, the week earlier, that sort of set up the fact that Hess was probably going to um, play on the edge and Lowe was going to move back to the middle like he did, I think, about this time last year from memory before Hess um, got picked or was in the running to get picked for Origin and that's when um, Green moved him to the middle because he wanted to show coach Kevin Walters that Hess was up to the challenge of playing in the middle um, but now I think Green's firmly looking at the makeup of his team and what's best and you could see there Cohen Hess going bananas um, just couldn't bring him down Ben Hunt 106 we mentioned him before and Luke Keary another spoiler alert for later playing against the Knights the left half 97, so just uh, remember that as well. Uh, let's move on to the team changes. North Queensland, speaking of them, uh, Lachlan Coote comes into the 21. No other changes, but perhaps Hampton's really struggled at fullbacks. Perhaps Coote makes his way into the starting lineup. Penrith as well, some interesting things. Ryan Nathan Cleary out, so the young bloke, um, well, Peachy gets the first crack at it, but the young bloke, Jerome Luau from the ISP side. Um, who's been killing them, being named on the bench. So it'll be interesting to see how many minutes he gets. Could be a good watch list target. Yep, absolutely. Um, good watch list target. Um, he may even, I don't know, who knows what Hook's going to do. He loves um, <laughs> starting the bench players. So who knows? Let, let's find out. Um, it's, it's always a uh, mystery when it um, 
when the team lists are read out an hour beforehand. Yeah, he's um, could just as well start. But and and it's good you said that because actually Ville K- Kickow and James Tamo didn't start last week. They've been named in the starting lineup with Fisher Harris and Harawira and Naira on the interchange. Like this could easily swap back. Some other guys, and I was um, we know Penrith's juniors, a great development um, at nursery. So Luau, we really like Wade Egan, Liam Martin, are two other guys that caught my eye when I went out and watched Penrith play the Roosters in a trial. They've been named in the 21 this week. Egan, in particular, is another guy that Hook could go for. He could move Wallace into the halves. Um, so that would be just one to keep an eye on as well, another cheapie that you could bring in down the road if one of these guys gets a, a real shot at it. Cleary out for 10 weeks, as we said in the injury report. So there's going to be time for someone to make you some money. Uh, Souths and Canterbury, well, they're not only 1-17, to 1-21 uh, for the Good Friday clash. Meanwhile, the other game that night is Cronulla v Melbourne. Jason Pakuya's out, but Luke Lewis back at the right edge. Matt Moylan returns, but Trent Hodkinson keeps his spot in the 21 at least. So maybe this week he still gets in there. Dugan should be right, but he copped another little knock at the end of the game um, last week against the Eels. The guy that, interestingly enough, been named back on the reserves is Braden Ueli, another cheapy target, Ryan. And just looking at Crowler's makeup this side, I thought at the start of the year those two guys, Hodkinson and Ueli, should be in there somewhere. And Ueli, that big body, um, big bopper, and they're a little light on on their bench. So I'm just wondering against Melbourne, they might, he might end up sneaking into the side. Yeah, every chance that that's going to happen. Um maybe Ueli for Paulo or um, Capewell. Uh, but games with Melbourne tend to be, um, you know, really heavy games with uh, through the forwards. So I think um, Cronulla might be looking to um, beef up their stock a little bit. Melbourne bring back Kenny Bromwich for Brandon Smith, who goes back to the reserves. Not too worried about if Brandon Smith gets game time or not. It seems like from what we saw last weekend in the trials um, and the World Club cha- or the World um, Club Challenge that he is going to play a bit of middle third and a bit of a roving role anyway. So Cam Smith's still getting um, almost full minutes there. The Roosters um, versus. Uh, the Warriors, Roosters 1-17. to The Warriors, just the one change. Sam Lasoni's out injured, so Tavita Sate replaces him. Manly v. the Raiders. Look, Matt Wright comes in for George Tavua. Tom Wright named as a reserve. I thought Lachlan Croker wasn't uh, that great that great last week. Not that he's a lone ranger, but certainly Tom Wright could emerge. We see often these guys get named in the 21 before they... You know, that's sort of a sign that the coaches are starting to think of them. Some good cheapies to keep an eye out. It wouldn't be great for super coaches if Croker um, does sort of get moved on from early. We sort of want him to make a bit more money before we trade him out. But that could happen and his replacement or your replacement could come from the same club, Manly. So keep an eye out for that. Canberra, well, they've had to make some changes with injuries. They've also... Well they, well, they haven't made the changes to injuries, I should say, in Caesar and and Solio. They've been named. Instead, Blake Austin's been dropped to the reserves, but we're expecting he could end up starting in the halves with Aiden Caesar the, under an injury cloud. Liam Knight also dropped to the reserves. Ada Hingano comes on the interchange. So this is good news not only for Hingano, if you're sort of eyeing him down the road, but if for the Sevilla Havili um, owners, because we're thinking Avili is going to get more minutes, unbelievably at a great matchup, and was against his old club, so he had a lot to play for last week. Scored a try, was going great PPMs, and got taken off after 27 minutes, didn't return. So Havili, we're gutted. Our predictor had him going up in minutes from what we sort of gauge what was going on um, over there with Austin, um, with Caesar starting, thought that 
they're sort of going to settle and Austin really just be in the side as cover. It didn't work out that way. Now Austin's not even in the 17. Surely if he really gets more minutes, um, I think he's a play this week. Um, although it isn't the easiest, um, well, it isn't the best matchup. It's, it, easy is probably the, an interesting term to use, or the wrong term to use. It isn't the best matchup, as we saw with Damien Cook last week. But that was because South just destroyed them. If Manly stay in the game against Canberra, you'd expect the dummy half to have to put up a good show. St. George v. Newcastle, no change to the Dragons, obviously. The Knights, well, Brock Lamb replaces the injured Connor Watson with Chris Hyneton going on to the bench. Jack Cogger named it as a reserve. Him or Levi could end up coming into the 17 somewhere there, although Bura can play hooker. Corey Oates and Tavita Pangai are out for the Broncos, as we said earlier. Jonas Pearson takes the left-wing spot. Corbin Sims is the new prop. Jaden Sewer goes on to the interchange. And the Gold Coast, some interesting changes there, Ryan. They've given up on the Ryan James. Uh, your namesake's uh, <laughs> left-edge experiment. Matthew's going there. Ryan James in the middle and Bryce Cartwright on the bench. Um, what do you make of that in regards to um, Bryce Cartwright, for Bryce Cartwright owners? Yeah, look, Bryce Cartwright owners can probably hang on to him um, for this week. His uh, break-even is 17, and he'll make that even coming off the bench. He's still going to play some um, decent minutes there. I think by the looks of that team that they're named, they're trying to get a bit more roll on, and um, as we said before... They've been uh, dominated in the middle, as we said yes, before. Yeah, they're trying to get a bit a bit more um, control in the middle. Um Bryce Cartwright isn't a defensive king. He's, <laughs> he's, the, um, he's the attacking attacking forward, attacking lock kind of, you know, ball player. So um, he, he'll come on and um, do some of that work um, once the sting's gone out a little bit. And then some guys are a little bit tired. He could score more Supercoach points coming off the bench than what he's been doing starting and playing 80 because, you know... Some would say he couldn't do worse. <laughs> And, and at this stage, and we'll get into the to a bit of trade tactics very, very shortly. We've just got one more game to, to talk about first, um, and, and we'll go through some of the best obs. But, he, you know, you've got to be really astute with your trades. We're seeing this really difference, yeah, this elasticity with the price rises and price falls because of the new salary cap system. So at the end of the year, there could be teams in the same league as you with massive much higher or much lower salary cap, you know, because of these of these big rises and falls and getting in at the right time and getting players before they go on a real run and, and, and go up dramatically in cost and getting rid of them when they're at their peak could be the difference. And that's what a lot of what you're trying to do at this early stage is really bolster your, your salary cap. So a guy like Bryce Cartwright with a break-even of 17, this is not the week to trade him out. There's going to be guys to bring in and, you know, the ones that are due to go up in, in price quite significantly and they're the ones that you should be targeting, not so much worrying about a guy who's been dropped from the stadium side to the bench. We've seen with the field kick-out, it doesn't seem to matter anyway. So, again, Cartwright could go up. Um, it, could, it could go up more because he could actually do better from the bench, as Brian said, couldn't do worse. Tigers have swapped Peter Godname and Matt Micklerick. Look, that could swap back. Micklerick um, named, you know, in 14 but started last week. Also, Jacob Little, who's on the reserves, could get a shot there as well. Um, first game back or first game named in the 21 for this year. And Tumalala Lola here has been named in the reserves. We know Benji Marshall, Malachi Wateni, Zelezniak, both under injury clouds. Also, the fact that the... Um, David Nofaluma wasn't first choice in the starting lineup 
in round one means that you know Lola here could take his spot with Thompson moving to the wing as well. So some options there. Parramatta have made a bunch of changes. Some forced by injury. Jared Hayne and Bevan French. Kane Evans is also out. Cameron King's dropped back to the reserves. So is Suyar Matangi. Will Smith, the new fullback. George Jennings on the wing. We expect the two Jennings brothers to partner in the right on the right with Kirisama Alvaha, who played left centre last week, staying there with Hoffman at left wing. Could be completely reversed. We're not too sure what Parramatta are going to do there. Daniel Alvaro is the prop, um, although he could start from the bench. We've seen in recent weeks Penny Terrapo and Tony Williams getting a shot in the interchange. Uh, the best for round five, well, Gareth Widdop, um we're going to talk trade strategy when we get to the tweets, but Gareth Widdop's our top-rated this week. 107 points is his predict, predicted score. We saw what Luke Kiry did against the Knights last week. We know what Widdop can do already. He's done it all season long, particularly against the hapless Titans. Corey Thompson, a big upgrade for him. Now, this is a little bit of a caveat because, obviously, we just talked about how against Wests... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> against Parramatta, he may end up playing on the wing and not at fullback. Certainly, we've seen um, opposition fullbacks do well against Parramatta so far this year. Tim Laffey, again, should be going off the back of that game last week against the Titans into the Knights. This is a nice little double for Dragons players. Richard Kenner and Alex Johnston are right up there as well, the Bulldogs. Um, Ryan, what I noticed, um, even though Penrith lost that game, the ease at which they attacked the, the right side defence of the Bulldogs. That really is just one of the worst uh, edge defences in the game, that right edge of the Bulldogs. And certainly a guy like Alex Johnson could could make hay, much like Dylan Edwards did last week. Definitely. Um, it's it, <laughs> it needs some work for the dogs uh, on the right edge there. Uh, but yeah, look, if the uh, Rabbitohs have done their homework, they'll look to try and exploit that and then... Um, yeah, I, I think they'll explore down that side. Um, you know, for the uh, large percentage of the game, they'll go that way. Um, Daly Cherry Evans back at home, so he gets an uptick again. You might be once bitten, twice shy. And rain comes into it too. I know with me that looking, going off the predictor, I had Cherry Evans uh, as a captain option, and, and obviously that rain coming down. I made a late change to Jake Trebrovich. Luckily, um, not that Trebrovich was a standout, but certainly a lot better than DCE in the rain. So we've got to also look at that with some of those games. Uh, last week played in pretty horrible conditions, including those two at ANZ. So we will give him the benefit of the doubt, and the predictor rarely lies, Ryan, as we know. Over the years, we've said it time and time again. Uh, even when we've scratched our head, it's proved righter than us. Isaiah Yo, again, um, he'll be swapping around a bit with Kickhouse. Maybe he'll start on the left, and Kickhouse will come on, and Yo will move either to the middle or the right. But certainly a good matchup for him um, against the Cowboys. Havili, well, we're just going to keep, you know, saying about how good we think he is. Um, again, will Ricky Stewart give him the minutes? You've got to take that on base to 45 minutes. Obviously, if he only gets 30 minutes, that projected price will come way down. Jake Jaborovic and Tom Dvorovic right up there. Roger Tuovasa-Shek would be an interesting one, Ryan. Um, not predicted to go as high as his average, but still a good matchup. He's got just such a high average at the moment, it's hard to, to top that. But, I mean, he's leading the way for fullbacks and he's barely got a mention. Yeah, well, that's it's crazy um, 
that he hasn't really mentioned in, in you know many conversations. I know we had one a couple of weeks ago, just you know mentioning that he's going you know starting starting to hit his straps. But he's proved that um, not only has he hit his straps, he's um yeah rocketing up from there. Um, yeah, not predicted to do as good as he has done, but geez, if he does hit his predicted seventy-five, that you'd, you'd still it's take that score. any odd day of the week. And really, when using the app, go to the Dominator as well because that predicted to average, especially earlier in the year, you're going to see these wilder swings where RTS eventually will regress to a mean, but that mean could be quite high. Seventy-five is still a really good score. Matt Lodge, well, you know, I think the listeners know how we feel about him, but certainly from um, predicted standpoint, he's due to do very well and continue to just keep getting better, essentially. Um, Jonathan Thurston should return back to, to form. Good matchup this week. Um, hopefully not, not in that such difficult conditions and hopefully with not as many penalties blown. Cody Walker. Tohara, Sam Burgess, others that are up there as well that you can target. Go to the predictor for the full list. Highest price rises, Robert Jennings and Richard Kenner. Um, they've been killing it for South Sydney, so they're due to go high. And also that man, Gareth Widdop. And Ryan, I mean, this is the thing now, and I think, you know, we've got a tweet about it, but we could probably say right here and now, he's not too high because he's due to go up another... Seven oh eighty one thousand this week, and then the following week will go up another fifty, so one hundred thirty four over two rounds. He could get close to nine hundred thousand. Yeah, if you think he's expensive now, <laughs> just wait um, because he's yeah he's got a great matchup coming up at least for the next three or four rounds, um, and then he's also yeah he, he's a, he's affordable at the moment, um, but. If you wait too long on him and he continues to dominate, you're going to be left behind because there's no way you're going to be able to afford him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and we've got to look at it again. Look at your cost old format again on the app. Yeah, if you're just thinking, oh, I'm not sure, just look at that. Look at the price differences. That's why right now, yes, he's ridiculously high, but that's probably around a 600000 um, from back in the day, which or leading to six hundred. So you're trying to get him before he tops that, not after. Um, Matt Lodge, well, you know, he's just going to keep making your money, essentially. Peter Hiku, the same. I would say by now most people are owning Peter Hiku. I think the Warriors attacking down that right side. We saw what Sean Johnson did for Blake Ashford, who, you know, all to be fair, is not, <laughs> yeah, not the sort of greatest NRL player ever, but Johnson made him look pretty good. So Peter Hicku, who's you know the, the test representative, he's having a field day, and at his price, he's just a no-brainer. Um, and you know you're happy with guys like Havili still upping in price. Do a do a he or Dewey as he likes to be called, Corey Thompson. Even though Lachlan Croker was disappointing last week, you're going to get a nice price rise. Ville Kickow. Um, I should mention Jai Arrow as well, Ryan, because this guy, the Titans are playing terribly, but he'll just turn up and work and just punch out some decent numbers each week, and at his cost, still very good value. Yeah, he is, and named um, in middle third as well, um, starting yeah. um, this He's week. He's moved so. back to lock from prop, but realistically, as we know, it's the same difference, middle third, and yep. his role's not going to change much. Maybe um, you'll see him not have to take sort of the first or second hit up. He can take sort of the third, and he'll even do more defence, I'd imagine. 
Um, price drops. Yep. Um, you know, the main ones, I know we talked a lot about this last week. You should have moved on from the likes of Josh Adokar, my personal favourite. It didn't pan out with, um, you know, some unlucky passes and weather and the West Tigers. Who would have thought, you know, I've loved it, but who would have thought that they would turn up defensively? Um, and potentially do so again in, in the week after. Next, when the two teams meet again. Jason Tomalolo, a big price drop now. It's not the end of the world if you're a Tomalolo owner, even though it looks large on paper, 40-odd thousand. I'd say you're still probably keeping him. Paul Gallon's due to go down at another 36. He had a big drop already. Um, but at this point, you probably, if you if you wore it last week, you're probably wearing it again. Sean Johnson, how, how quick the, the mighty have fallen back down under 600,000 is the projected there. But um, again, he's a guy that in any given week is going to give you some good points. So I wouldn't get too worried about that price drop. Um, Jordan Rapana is another one. If you're not a Rapana owner, and lots of people, you know, Center Ringers was a real sore spot going into the season. Um, I should say Rapana is how he wants it to be called. So Jordan Rapana, um, he's a guy that maybe you're looking to pick up in a couple of weeks. He's had you know that down game and, and maybe he has another one and trying to get in at a low point because I think he's, he's due soon enough to go up. Jack DeBellin, look, we've got Sinbin. It wasn't a big forwards game. You know, another guy that sort of dropped off maybe against the Knights. You know, again, he's not needed as much, but he should come good. Um, so a lot of these guys that are due to really lose the big money, you're probably holding on to. Um, so really, you can be astute with the, your trade-ins who we, we spoke about before. Um, and remember, go get the app. I mean, Ryan, we talked about the money ball attributes, but just your trades, like your choices, getting all this information, it's the way to go, is to look at the app, look at the predictor, look at those price rises, two-round price rises, and... and Get in those two guys that are really going to make you money and good points over the next few weeks. Yep, making informed decisions, basically. Um, That's what what it breaks down to. Um, You can't, you know, if you've got the information in front of you, the, you know, the chances of making a a poor decision are greatly decreased. You don't want to go on emotion at this point, and it's easy to do. And when we get to these tweets, we'll be able to hopefully steer you in the right direction if we think it's an emotion-based one or a logical-based one. Um, so we'll get to those now. We'll talk a bit of trade strategy while we go through them. Ben Rule asks, is Teddy a trade? Thinking of, Teddy out, move Watson down to fullback to move him on next week and bring in SJ. No. <laughs> There's a lot of great fullbacks, but if you missed the boat and you took Teddy, like I did, it's not that big a problem. He's no, going to get you. Yeah, he had a down week last week, but... Jeez, it's because number six and number seven dominated so hard. That's not going to happen every week. You saw last week he was in the triple. He was in triple figures. Exactly. Um, and he's it, never liked he's, playing in those wet weather conditions. He, no, you know, that's that right. That's always the thing about our club, the Tigers. We knew in that era, the Tedesco era, and it wasn't he wasn't a lone ranger, but it was like, oh great, it's wet, no good, you know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and when you have a game when it's dominated by you know a number of players, you know specific players, then he's not going to really get a look in because there was no chance, no big sweeping back on movements, no space for him um, because Newcastle keyed on him in the wet anyway. So I I think that is is a panic if you're looking to get rid of Teddy. Yeah. If if we could have our time over and you had, you know, Ponga in there, obviously you're in Roger Tuvasek, but we don't. And we don't want to waste trades 
on players that are equally as good. And Tedesco and Tom Tabrovich still probably go one and two when we get to the end of this season with these two guys you know, below them barring injury. So at this point, Watson's got to go. So just, just look for an alternative there. Pat asks, big call, but points are crucial. Tavita Pengai and Robbie Rocco out. Cohen Hess and Cameron Murray in. Hess getting 80 and Murray is cheap. Um, I like his ins, but I don't like his outs, Ryan. What do you think? Um, uh, it's, it's a tough one because I do like, yeah, do like Hess, do like Murray. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Pengai, you know, he's injured for a couple of weeks. Um, and Robbie Rocco is, um, well, you know, he's not setting the world on fire, but he's, uh, he is uh, getting you some solid points. Um, that's, that's tough. And that would, I mean, we've said before that Hess will um, more than likely be playing the 80, um, more times than not from now on, from here on yeah, out. He's playing 80. I mean, you don't put him to the right edge. And then make a change there. It just doesn't work like that. And there are a couple of teams out there that are moving right-edge players or left-edge players into the middle as the game goes on. Um, but I don't see Paul Green doing that. He didn't do that last year when Hess was on the edge. Lowe played in the middle. And when Lowe was named to start on the edge, Hess played in the middle. He's, we, we said it last week, he's going to play 80. We had him for money ball. Get it, got to get him in. I think a top five or six pro- projected for the, for the round. It turned out that way. He's going to keep doing that. The thing with Cohen Hess, any edge runner, if you're going to make your super coach lineup dependent on edge runners, you've got to be prepared to take low rounds because sometimes the game's not going to go his way. It's not going to go out to the right edge that much. He's only going to make 10, 15 tackles as opposed to 30 when you're in the middle. He's not going to take hit-ups. Edge runners almost never take hit-ups. The centers and wingers take more hit-ups. So... That's what you've got to take into account. But when he crosses the try line and when he makes those big runs where he knocks people over, like bowling, you know, 10, bin, ten pins um, in, a, in a 10 pin bowling game, then he's going to rack up the points. I like Cameron Murray, Ryan, because Murray, he's, you know what you're getting in him. He just works like Gyro. You're just going to work and work and work. And so your Rocco to Murray, like that makes some sense. Pengai's going to come back. Pengai will be back, and then he'll keep going at a nice click. Um, that was just a bit of bad luck last week. But um, certainly, if your team's looking that good, that you can get rid of Pengai and Rocco, like they're the biggest problems with your team, Pat, and you're doing well. Um, TVE asks, hey, guys, a bit stuck on a few trades I'm considering, so looking to trade Latrell Mitchell for either Hess, if regular 80-minute plan out, or you and Aiken, or alternatively, Teddy for... SJ, really not impressed with their consistency and I can't carry too many inconsistent players, then Aitken and Johnson might not be the guys for you, TVE. <laughs> and even Hess, we just said caution, caution. Um, I just, again, I, I'll let you go first, Ryan. <laughs> you, you well, look, um, Latrell Mitchell is not your most consistent player either. So if you're looking to trade him in... Well, I think he's saying Mitchell out. He's saying Hess or Aitken and Teddy out for Sean Johnson. But Aitken, Johnson and Hess, I don't know if they're that much more consistent than Luttrell. Um, And certainly Teddy, yeah, he had a couple of bad games. No, well... But usually he is consistent. 
Oh, and Aiken had a, a lower game um, in a game that the Dragons dominated. That's right. Um, because they went to Lafayette's side. So uh, it's all it's of those guys mentioned will be great, like no doubt. But um, as for consistency, I, I think they're all much of a muchness. Yeah, and, and again, we use that term. If it was round one, we're going, who do you want would go you and Aitken, knowing what we know now. But I don't know if Latrell to Aitken, I think it's a bit of a sideways move. And I just think, again, maybe like Pat, maybe that's your only issue. But for me, I'd be looking at, okay, who on that list in the, on the predictor is due to go up the most in the next two weeks? That's the guys I've got to bring in. We're going to get to Gareth Whittup. I know I've teased it all show. But to me... That's really what I'm looking at, is how can I bring this guy in, um, rather than going sideways moves. Because Tedesco will come back. If Tedesco gets injured, sure, then you're looking at, hey, I can get RTS, I can get Ponga, they've been playing well, Matt Dufty's come back, you know, Dylan Edwards is there, you know, not that they're as high as RTS and Ponga at the moment. Maybe in a month's time, that's the discussion you're having. But if Tedesco, he can put up three figures just like that. So why waste a trade getting rid of a guy that two weeks later you're kicking yourself you got rid of him? Um, Ebenezer Rascal asks, was it a mistake to trade in to beat a Pengai Jr. instead of Widdop last week? God damn, I hate my life. I think that's a rhetorical question. Right? <laughs> um, so we'll go on to Dale at Dale the Ninja. Widdop's predicted scores next three to five games worth trading him in at 750k. I think he is. He plays three to four next games at home where he averages in the 90s. He could well go well above 800 with the 173 score in the next three raises. Could get big points and then cash um, and cash then trade out when he's set to crash. I think that's sort of what we've been hitting at a, a lot. Ryan, entering this um, or during this show is just how much um, you could do well having Gareth Whittup at this point considering his matchups. Absolutely. Uh, you have to try and get him in there. I know that everyone's going, yeah, look, he's big cash, but yeah, and he is big cash, but he's going to be making you that cash, and plus he's going to be scoring. Um, he's probably going to be in your top three or four scoring players for the next three or four weeks. That's that's how he's projected to go, um, and yeah, Dale's mentioned it there. His next three of the four games are at home, and he averages in the nineties. Uh, you, you have to try and get him in. If you can't afford it, then you can't afford it. But if you can afford it, and it's not going to cruel your team to do so, then I say absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the Knights is due to score one hundred and seven. Okay. And um, we sort of had this player forecast up. I don't have it um, up for 2018 yet um, to sort of punch in, but certainly got the next two weeks, 107. And then a lower 52 against the Rabbitohs. But 50 still a nice score. This time of year, you're happy with that. So what you really are looking at, as Ryan said, is just how did you make, how does your team make up with him in the lineup? Now we're all wishing we brought him in last week. There was a lot of opportunities to switch out halfbacks um, before the first price rise. Pete and I talked glowingly about Widdop, but more glowingly about Thurston and and um, even Sean Johnson to a degree. So you know, <laughs> as Ebenezer Rascal said, I hate my life. But Widdop, I think, I think. Dale's a little bit on the money there. Let's uh, 
Let's go to Under the Radar. What's up with Teddy? Small fish now in a big sea. Should those running Teddy Ponga combo look to swap Teddy to Turbo? Well, Under the Radar Turbo didn't go so good either. And we're just talking about how um, we're worried about how the um, Manly will go away from home. So does that mean every time Manly's away, Turbo doesn't have the same sort of ceiling? He's a lower floor. Um, Ryan, anything to add to that? I just think, again, it's a sideways move. And if you've got Ponga, I mean, you've got to be really happy. Yeah, that's right. Um, Newcastle got thoroughly beaten, and Ponga still scored 60-odd. Um, so that, that's fine, that part of it. Teddy, it's a, yeah, it's just a down game. Like, there's no, there really is no need to panic for that. Um, if you move to Tommy Turbo, sure, that's fine. But, yeah, it's not going to give you any um, greater advantage. Rob Elkinton asks, should I be taking Stimson or Embi? Look, Stimson crossing the line sort of boosted his numbers. And Felice Cafusi, we don't have exact details on when he's back yet, but certainly um, yeah, Stimson could be out of the side soon. So I think that's that's an easy one to say no at this point to Joe Stimson. Moses Embi is an interesting one, though, Ryan, because he can play halfback as well. Um, we've got a lot of good guys like um, Widdop as a 5'8", anyway, and, and obviously these fullbacks we're talking about, but maybe could be that yeah. in at halfback. Yeah, look, it could be that way to, you know, fit in that extra fullback um, because they seem to be scoring, you know, yeah, they're, they're a fair chunk of points this season so far. Um, and, yeah, being that dual position, and if you can switch him in there, um, and by isn't too expensive at the moment, no, um, the danger so, is the data. That we don't have a lot of data on him because he's only played fullback for three weeks in yes. his career. So yes. you know, you're really you're really projecting that this guy's going to keep going at the pace he is, which he could. We love what we're seeing, and we and as you said, Ryan, he's the right price. But that's that's your that's what you got to weigh up. He's, um, he's only he's only selected in five percent of teams as well. So good POD. Yep. Brad asks Latu and Inglis out for Tapao and Hiku. I think Hiku definitely, and I think Latu's got to go. Not sure about Tapao, though. Ryan, again, Manly players are probably... I feel a bit over-invested in them. I don't really want to bring in another one. Yeah, look, um, I don't mind that that, that trade. Um, Tapao is going quite well. Um, however, uh, maybe looking at someone else around that that price well, range, just, or, just or to have just, a look to see. Or you could bring in someone a bit cheaper and like an SASA, you just save a bit of cash for the next round trading. Um, Lauren asks, Jai Arrow or RFM? Now, Brad might already own those two players, but there's two guys that are on the up and up. Yeah, well, that's that's another um, good one. Um, for Taylor Mariner, um, I think he's going great guns, to be honest. Uh Scoring, averaging sixty. Over yeah, he's the first a beast. Three games that... he, I don't know if he's if he's bulked up or what he's done, or if he's slimmed down even. You know, and he's just yeah, no one seems to tell tackle myself. him. But he's um he's going really well. Like his his lowest score this season has been forty six. So his consistency is up there. It's good for an edge player. <laughs> could Absolutely, change. could change, but good. And uh, and and I've already talked about how much I love Jairo. So. Um, I don't think you can go wrong there, Lauren. I think you're right on the right track. And I think, Brad, I know that, you know, Tapao's got a lot of good games in him, but I just think that Arrow and Taylor Mariner, they can get you similar outputs at a cheaper cost and they'll go up in price and then you can move for an even better player. 
down the road and you've got more money next week and you might want to trade a guy in um, that you really, really, you know, wouldn't have otherwise been able to afford. That does it for the show, Ryan. It's another bumper edition. I tell you what, we've... Um, it, this has been <laughs> one thing we'll say about these price changes and and whatnot to Supercoach. It's been the most interesting season we've had so far, at least to this point. All right, that about does it. Uh, thank you, Ryan, very much, and uh, we'll talk to you again either next week or the week after, I'm sure. Yeah, no worries at all. And I am Paulie G, of course. Make sure you download the app on the podcast. Um, get this podcast, I should say, and also get all that information, predictor, dominator, the blogs, the articles, um, even access to Facebook and Twitter if you don't already have it, www.supercoachpros.com. If you do already have it, give us a review uh, in the App Store, give us a review of this podcast, and uh, that will help us as well. And we will see you again next week. Bye for now.